Thanks to Vincenzo Viceversa for the sound and to Telepandemia Albert for the video. Welcome to the Leo Sagami show with Leo and Christy. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, everyone. Here we are. Here we are, Saturday, February 24th of the year of the Lord, 2024. So 2424. Hmm? Do you have any meanings? I don't know. We don't uh -huh. have to calculate it. Uh, probably does. Uh, what we know is uh, that definitely 
It does because it's two years to the date that the uh, uh, military operation, like uh, Putin likes to call it, the war, like the uh, West calls it, uh, has started. So uh, Ukraine, of course, was already a mess from 2013, 2014. Uh, and then later on, uh, we have, uh, of course, more and more tension with the Russian minority that was methodically sided and persecuted. And in the end, we have the intervention of Vladimir Putin after the declaration of independence. Uh, but today we are here thanks to our sponsors, and that's why we have to thank them. Christy, who are our sponsors? Okay, for this week we have... Okay, uh, Yaroslava Kramarova, Louis Daly, and Margarita Minta, and Bruce Kodish, and, uh, and everybody that bought the books. Everybody books the books, uh, so you have also Christie's book. Uh, you want to say something too? Yes. We have to make an announcement. Well, they took our video down from last yeah, week. Yeah, that is really uh, making understand how dangerous we are on YouTube. Uh, the censorship was uh, without notice. There was no strike inflicted, and so we immediately reprogrammed it. Of course, now we have a, my, a less number of views, but why did they censor it? They censored it because of the, of the sanctification of Alexei Navalny that is currently play, taking place that brought even the wife to meet with Joe Biden this week. Uh, so the Leo Zagami show had to reprogram. But this is very unusual because usually you get a strike. Yeah. But uh, they told me they uh, violated the norms of the community, but they didn't inflict any strength, any, anything. Uh, so we were able to simply rebroadcast it, thanks also to the help that you have given us to upgrade uh, to the more professional StreamYard service. Uh, we were... How many stripes, stripes do we have? Stripes? Oh, no, no. We don't have any stripes? No, that's, that's the strange thing. That's the weird that's thing. The moment in which the wife of Alexei Navalny arrived to the United States, I noticed that the, the video was already um, reacting with the algorithm internal to Facebook, since yesterday also they have put in a notice like... Uh, which is also stupid because we have specified that it's not Alexei Navalny in the video. Yeah. But they say fake, they say for the correct news, this is not Alexei Navalny. No, it's basically his, his assistant. So, But they don't like this video. They don't like this video. They want to glorify Alexei Navalny to uh, sainthood. And uh, we instead uh, will show you the video again. <laughs> I replayed it uh, like somebody uh, is saying in the chat. Uh, is of course uh, never been banned or censored from banned or video. So I will always advise you when you don't see one of our latest shows, uh, suddenly it's removed because they're obviously censoring us, to simply go and ban the video. If not, uh, we have reprogrammed it already two days ago and we have done it because they, they removed the video. Christy was very upset. You were really upset. I was. I, I just was told quite you upset myself. I, I had, it was 
the lately the videos since we've been doing um since we've been doing the news we get more views on the videos and so you know i kind of look and it had gone for the whole week yeah. it only went away yesterday and it went to win the wife of navalny right the united states oh, <laughs> i know i mean no i'm not saying i think that that is not really a coincidence you know uh, yeah. nothing is a coincidence uh, this week something happened america was hacked and uh, i will tell you the story behind it because uh, uh, the real story about what has happened with AT&T and uh, Verizon and the network outage has not yet been revealed. And today Ooh, you yeah. will be able to understand who did it. And uh, instead of the information, of course, they want to give you, which is complete propaganda and lies, uh, but we will stick to the facts. This was the outcome. Of course, we continue to stay on top of breaking news right now. If you're waking up and you're having trouble with your smartphone, you're likely an AT&T customer. They are experiencing a nationwide outage, maybe even beyond that. It's impacting uh, those carriers. We've not heard any carriers beyond that, but if you're on the AT&T... We are indeed on Rumble, uh, on BitChute, and on Bandot Video. So you can always find us there if this video gets put down once again by YouTube. Network, it's an issue. Or if you rely on the AT&T yeah. network, you could be affected as well. People are having problems with calls and with texting, and they might even be unable to call 911. This is something that is impacting. This has uh, been a big thing, you know? So why did it suddenly happen? And why they came up later with an excuse saying it's just an error? Hmm. Mm. Our systems at Fox 35 here as well. Fox 35's Morgan Parrish is live following this breaking news story for us this morning. Morgan, good morning to you. And we really are still kind of trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. Hey, good morning. That's right. Yeah, so AT&T hasn't said anything yet about this outage. Uh, uh, you know, to this day has not said anything about this outage, which happened in a very critical moment for the American national security because suddenly there was uh, around uh, the media worldwide, especially the American media, they were talking about uh, these documents, these documents that uh, somehow had been hacked, documents that revealed the kind of security apparatus of China, the secret uh, uh, system that China is using worldwide with these hackers to enter uh, even in our own country's security. And the fact that basically, you see, Christy, uh, they started like this. This is a, it's not a coincidence. I mean, it's just a warning what has happened. They, these dissidents, of course, uh, gave this information through this company called iSoon. Uh, it was an online dump of hacking material, but uh, the press talked about it only for 24 hours. The moment in which they hacked AT&T and Verizon and, and basically uh, paralyzed America, this story was no longer on the press. Oh. So here, uh, you understand? Uh, yeah. the, 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 the... So that story came out first. Okay, so yes. First, we... And it was like a warning. Now, this was the story that came out. Then at that point, the Chinese got angry because, uh, you see, the Americans were talking about uh, this online dump of Chinese uh, documents. 
And so I'm going to get you to read the sum of it to understand what happened here. I want to, by the way, it's always annoying with these uh, things, and probably we are getting the sabotage referred incentive. But I'm going to try to get this into a browser that functions better. And I want Christy to read uh, what is basically the the dump that make us understand the secrets of Chinese hacking at the moment, which is often delivered through private companies that do pervasive state surveillance for the Chinese government, also in various countries of the world. So let's talk about it, because this was the reason why America was hacked and why now America will, of course, try to say no, we were not hacked because it's very embarrassing. Uh, let's read this. China. Okay, just a second here. <laughs> the Associated Press no. article by Frank Bayak and Dave Kang. Uh, Chinese police are investigating an unauthorized and highly unusual online dump of documents from a private security contractor linked to the nation's top policy. Policing, policing agency and other parts of its government, a trove that catalogs apparent hacking activity and tools to spy on both Chinese and foreigners. Among the apparent targets of tools provided by the impacted company, I assume, ethnicities and dissidents in parts of China that have seen significant anti-government protests such as Hong Kong or the heavily Muslim region of Yinyang in Chinese far west. Dump uh, of scores of documents late last week in subsequent investigation were confirmed by two employees of Aisun, known as Aksun in Mandarin, which has ties to the most uh, to the powerful Ministry of Public Security. The dump, which analysts consider highly significant, even if it does not reveal any specially uh, novel or potent tools includes hundreds of pages of contracts, marketing presentations, product manuals, and client and employee list. We are talking here about something that really pissed off China, and that's why they unleashed these hackers on America the day after. So this is unprecedented. It's an attack on America. Of course, it's not revealed. It's kept totally top secret, but uh, the, 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 the new version that they give is fake. The new it's version. so lame. Yeah, I mean, uh, they want to... Oh, an uh, update. Uh, I mean, updates do screw you up, but... No, no, no. It's, uh, it's, it's, this is a more serious. I mean, the, the excuse that AT&T gives says massive cell outage was because of a technical error is basically complete rubbish. This is not a technical error. If you were like me this morning, you may have thought that it was just your own personal phone. We know the outages started happening between 4 and 4.30 this morning. And if you are still experiencing this, and we know some users are getting their service back, you'll see SOS at the top of your phone, which means you can really only make emergency phone calls to 911. So this uh, was happening uh, in certain parts of the United States. Uh, and uh, it happened uh, after uh, the, 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 the uh, dump of uh, uh, 
documents, leaked documents from a Chinese firm that show a vast international hacking effort on the Chinese side, and uh, through leaked documents that are, of course, uh, from Chinese state-linked hacking group that shows also their power, their access, and uh, immediately after, tack, we were hit, just as a show. Uh, and, and this is another very important uh, revelation for today as we are talking about China also in the Middle East because the show today uh, wanted to talk, of course, uh, about the AT&T outage because when it came out, uh, it was the same uh, leftist press, including CNN, that talked about the possibility of hackers. But like you see, like you have seen, uh, it's it's kind of like disappeared quickly. Now nobody's talking about it anymore. Suddenly it's just like they even made five things to know about the massive AT&T uh, outage and uh, uh, how did AT&T respond and, and all the rest. But at this point, uh, uh, who is behind all these cyber attacks? So let's go and see uh, the percentage that is uh, given from uh, a research center on the hackers, the more uh, the countries that are more inclined to hacker. Uh, I have a question. Yes. About it. Um, so it was just... Once it used to be Russia, if you remember. They were the number one, number one hackers in the world. But now in the chart, as so you can see. So you're saying that China, the Chinese got mad and did this cyber attack on, but how come they just did it on AT&T? How come they didn't do it more? Broadly? Okay, there is also another reason that the people are not connecting to this whole thing, uh, that uh, we had also once again another discovery of another Chinese balloon. Uh, it is a balloon, a spy balloon, but nobody's really talking about it that much. It's like... Uh, What's up with this balloon that uh, that basically nobody wants to talk about? Seems a little bit weird. Um, Why did they just hack Verizon and AT&T? Um, Verizon, of course, these are the most important ones and the ones connected to the emergency services. Oh, okay. So first response. Uh, that means that you can paralyze literally a society. We have to understand that China is, of course, a protagonist of this. Like I said, who is behind this, uh, the cyber attack? Statista tells us these are the country. They were just flexing their muscles, basically, make us, uh, make us understand something without, you know, doing something too damaging. After all, there is a series of compromises that behind the scenes Biden and especially Newsom, who is greeted as a hero in China, have done. So here you have who is behind cyber attacks. You have also 44% not identified, 44.8. This not identified is usually the very states that denounce the hacking. That's like most of the thing. Well, it's the counter, <laughs> the counter hacking, the counter intelligence. Uh, China, as you can see, 11.9% has uh, now join the ranks of the first hacking uh, country, and then you have Russia, then you have Iran also, uh, Ukraine, 
and then you have of course united states but united states uh, it's put there 2.3 because those are the hackers in the sense of hackers then when you talk about state actors who hack that's a different thing that's why we have all the state actors that are under the 20 the 44.8 because otherwise there's no explanation um this analysis of course uh, demonstrate how china could have uh, like we have just said uh, but of course it's possible also that china at the moment wants to give a signal right at the start also of what is increasingly becoming evident to everybody it's already a trump era that uh, you know is coming in into fruition even if the elections are still to take place we had the cpac today this conservative gathering in which trump was literally received like a super uh, superhero um Let's go and check out, uh, of course, also Zelensky, because Zelensky himself uh, was a protagonist of a pathetic little show with the head of the European Union, uh, Justin Trudeau, and uh, the Italian Prime Minister. So that is yeah. also something that we definitely have to check. But first of all, let's continue analyzing the situation two years after uh, the, the beginning, uh, of course, uh, of the hostilities, uh, um, even if the hostilities had already started, Zelensky uh, on Fox went on saying he basically he basically didn't watch the interview with Tucker Carlson. Tucker <laughs> Carlson recently traveled to Moscow down for an interview with Vladimir Putin. Did you have him to see that or coverage of it? I, I, I heard some messages and in media and also my, my guys who are uh, advisors, they said, so I, I, I don't have to, to I, I don't have time to hear more than two hours of bullshit about us, about the world, about United States, about our relations and this interview with, with the killer. So I, I've got some briefly what was what there. I think he's lying. I think he's lying. I too. I was going to say, I thought he was lying. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you must uh, uh, watch what your enemy is saying, because that is part of the, of the war game. I mean, it's, uh, it's impossible somebody like uh, Putin will ignore uh, the, the, what Zelensky says, for example. He will at least have a briefing. The same attitude is... Uh, uh, Zelensky have, but Zelensky, uh, this was the only interview really by the Western media since the beginning of the series. You haven't watched it. I mean, it seems fake. Yeah. It seems completely fake. Uh, so here we have, uh, going back to China, China that is hacking the West, China that is somehow behind the war in Ukraine, playing various roles, being very ambiguous, of course, is the role of China, uh, both in Ukraine and also in the Middle East. But in the Middle East, they are gradually taking the place of what used to be uh, the, the, the British intelligence uh, base for uh, for almost uh, 200 years. So, I mean, uh, we have uh, 
uh, an increasing number of uh, people that understand that the China is moving behind the scenes stronger and stronger in the Middle East. <laughs> they at time broke uh, peace deals and things, but then under they have weapon deals and other things. You know, maybe they stop one uh, one nation to sell the weapons to the Houthi, so then they can be the ones selling them. You know, but then they broke, uh, bro, they, they broke, they do this uh, scene uh, where they seem to be bringing peace and in reality they are of course playing a game of chess together with Vladimir Putin on the international scale um, but the fact that there's been probably a hacker attack on American interests and we're talking here about of course a very brief one but this shows also the weakness that our system might have at the same time we are continuing encouraging this pathetic war uh, and, and, and of course uh, I have to show you this uh, pathetic scene. <laughs> Here is, of course, the propaganda, typical propaganda. We have, of course, Zelensky, we have von der Leyen, the head of the European Commission. We yeah. have uh, Justin Trudeau there, and we have uh, Giorgia Meloni from Italy. The typical march that you have, the Passo de Loca, that is a march that uh, really here, uh, it's typical of the Eastern or, or the Nazis. Nazi. It was actually adopted also by the Nazis. Passo dell'Oca, we call it in Italian. Um, here you have uh, Trudeau a little bit uh, farther, and you have Zelensky giving this uh, pathetic show with this uh, Nazi of, uh, of the European Union, von der Leyen. In fact, she's German, and the whole show is uh, as uh, demonstrates uh, in their eyes a solidarity towards. Uh, this war, which could have uh, terminated a long time before, but they want to they want to continue. Though America is not supporting this war, so it's going to be a little bit difficult. But uh, at this point, uh, while Ukraine is on the ropes, and uh, we have the Alexei Navalny death, which is also very suspicious, the whole thing, the the fact that immediately, I mean, if somebody dies and then. After two days already, the wife is there, then it's she there, just... then it's there. And then finally she joins in a synchronized effort, Joe Biden at the White House. Come on, let's in all this in one week. European Commission. I mean, it's uh, not right. It's, uh, and, and, and why she, wasn't she in Russia with, uh, with the mother of Navalny? Why she was just already abroad with the whole family? She didn't look very sad. She didn't really look that sad. The whole thing is pathetic. And it's pathetic the fact that they want to censor us because last week we broadcast the truth about this guy who was asking the, the assistant of uh, Navalny. So we were accurate with that reportage. There's no way they can say we were not accurate. We were accurate, and uh, but they don't want to, of course, uh, show that. It's, it's, it's not something... Uh, I think it's a clown show what is happening with Joe Biden. 
and Joe Biden, of course, is. What about Nikki Haley? She's a clown show too. Well, that is another clown show because <laughs> talking about uh -huh. Nikki Haley, we had uh, the endorsement by Newsom. I mean, if you want an endorsement, oh uh, who basically said that, that uh, Nikki Haley like is a Democrat surrogate. That is like being endorsed by Satan, one of the Satan's representatives. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> think of that. Oh, she's just horrible. And then I hate the way she brings the vets into it. But yeah, she yeah, keeps yeah. talking about the vets and she keeps saying it's, stuff about Trump and the vets. And Trump did a lot for the vets. So he has know. one double the South Carolina primary at the moment. Trump got uh, 64. I think she got 33. I mean, double of what uh, almost. Uh, uh, Nikki Haley completely failed. Nikki Haley. She's not giving up. She's probably not going to give up simply because she's paid. But uh, uh, it's 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 completely ridiculous to think uh, Nikki Haley has a future anywhere. She's just working for the military-industrial complex. And in fact, her husband is in the military abroad while she's doing a dismantling campaign. Uh, Trump had an easy win, uh, let's say, in South Carolina, which is supposed to be the home. But that's why they didn't vote her, because they knew better than vote for Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, a complete, like uh, uh, I mean, uh, she, she needs to get out of the race. She's really, her race has nonsense, if not the sense with of all no the fees Trump. or minimums. And no okay. overdraft fees. Wait. Banking with Capital One no, is the no, easiest decision. Uh, sorry, we have an audio coming in. But what I'm about to show you soon, uh, as soon as I can, will be instead uh, the uh, Newsom endorsement, if we can manage to find it, uh, because uh, it is a way to make you understand this rhino, total rhino. Rhino. Rhino, Republican in name only. It's a bit straight. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, people say, but is it uh, your image of the Vatican back there that is not straight? No, no. everything's straight. Everything is straight. But it's... So going back instead to the Chinese, last year the Chinese took control of the Middle East when they managed to get, after a very, very long time, we can say really since... Uh, since the 1970s, uh, Iran was never, uh, during the time after, of course, after the Shah, uh, in any way connected or had friendly relations with Saudi Arabia. These two nations represent, Saudi Arabia is really a product of the Sunni Wahhabi world and is traditionally been closer to Great Britain for uh, since the beginning, they were a protectorate of Great Britain. They are part of that. While instead, the Chinese have managed to get on the table in Beijing, the Saudi Arabia, the people from the diplomatic services of Saudi Arabia, and the ones from China, broke this deal with Iran. Eventually, this three deal came together. Let's talk about this, uh, of course, uh, in a moment. First, uh, I wanted to show, of course, uh, uh, the newsome uh, moment when he's endorsing Migueli because that's pretty, pretty demented. Uh, Migueli is a product, really, of the yeah. media industrial complex in China. I know you want Joe Biden to win. Do you think that Haley 
where Trump would be easier to beat for him. First of all, I think she's one of our better surrogates, so I hope she stays in. hope she does well tomorrow. All the nasty stuff she says about Trump. Uh, She's spot on. Uh, on mm-hmm. 99% of it. So I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this primary and I hope it continues. So I wish her luck. Uh, but look, Trump's the nominee. We all know that. You know that. Everybody out there knows that. And I think the polls are suggestive. She's going to get well up tomorrow uh, and then she'll make a case, I guess, uh, just to continue in this. But again, I, I have no problem with her continuing for as long as she wishes because I think she's making a good case against Trump. Had the head polls suggest that she would clean Biden's clock yeah. Uh, and it's a tougher race. Uh, Trump's, Trump's the nominee. Everybody knows Trump's the nominee. So it does, not, not, so it's you, not a state that, with respect, there's no evidence to suggest, there's no polling to suggest, there's nothing to suggest, momentum or otherwise, that she can win any state uh, so in the Republican primary. Uh, come out. So it's just not. Donald Trump is the nominee. Uh, everybody knows that. No, I don't mean that to be dismissive. I, I have respect for the former governor uh, a lot more than the former president, Donald Trump. Uh, but as I said, I, I wish her luck uh, in the context of being out there and making the case that we're making against Donald Trump equally. So you're also making a case for Joe Biden. You're trying to make a case for President Biden. The CNN poll of polls today finds Biden. Okay. And- he, he's making a case because, of course, he went to the White House. I think we have to ask the order for truth. ISIS has spread like cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mess I inherited. Today, today, in uh, the CPAC meeting, Donald J. Trump talked about when he eliminated ISIS, something that was deemed as impossible, because ISIS, in the end, was a creation of the Hillary Clinton-Obama era. So it was something that was built by the CIA, uh, and it was uh, encouraged to some extent. So uh, it was part uh, of this strategy, of course, uh, that was made to undermine Syria, that was instead... uh, of course, becoming a strong base in the hands of Russia that was defending Assad, which eventually prevailed. I mean, then Trump destroyed in a short time ISIS, which still lurks around, just like Al-Qaeda, that apparently now is having a new heyday. You have to understand that we go back to Afghanistan and what happened in Afghanistan. Afghanistan has been a... Uh, I mean, you, Christy, you saw it. You, I mean, you come from a, from a military background, and I think that you understand. The, I come from a military family. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and so you understand. Everybody's in the military, everyone. Yeah, and, and so it's important to understand, though, because Al Qaeda is starting again, also because, of course, they have given the possibility also for Afghanistan to become. The, the base for China and, and Trump said it you know we used to have a air, air base there uh, uh, 50 minutes away from the Chinese have uh, uh, have these nuclear arsenals and we gave it away in this strategical location so today when we say China hacks America China is hacking America is infiltrating itself in the Middle East uh, it's uh, becoming obvious that uh, during the, the this was another thing that Trump also stated today, very important during the CPAC. He stated that uh, uh, at one point uh, Iran and the terrorists were uh, were without any money. If it wasn't for Obama giving them that big airplane full of cash, you remember, 
uh, and, and, and he marked also the Hussein in Barack Hussein Obama. So this is basically the, 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 the whole thing here. The confrontation is with China. China, though, is the Sino-Russian world order that includes also Iran. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Houthis, this, uh, uh, these uh, people who are now creating problems in the Red Sea, well, creating problems in the Red Sea, but not for Russia, not for China. China uh, is strengthening its position, and Saudi Arabia has joined BRICS. BRICS is the alliance which puts together all the countries uh, like Russia, China, and all the others around Russia and China, basically the new Sino-Russian world order has BRICS. Uh, and it's like bricks. <laughs> bricks, yeah. Here we go. Let's, let's check it out. The rang in the new year, a Chinese and Russian-led group of emerging economies welcomed several new members. Egypt, Iran, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia and Ethiopia have officially become the newest members of BRICS. The addition of Tehran was a surprise to many, especially owing to its long-standing rivalry with both Abu Dhabi and Riyadh. Though all sides have been trying to mend ties recently, the alliance has also managed to bring Mending together. Ties recently came because of the Chinese. It was the Chinese that last year broke this historic deal, guys. The deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia is one of the most important deals of the new millennium. <laughs> Well, Saudi Arabia was uh, an asset of the United States. Uh, it was basically, we used to also have, uh, because it went from being an asset of Great Britain to uh, become more and more an asset of the United States. But uh, this uh, has been put into discussion and into crisis. Uh, and, and nowadays uh, this happened. I mean, they opened the doors to the most improbable alliance because of China, which is making more and more business than ever with both Iran and Saudi Arabia. We, back in the days when, uh, when uh, the, the Iranian revolution took control at the end of the 70s, we talked about those mm -hmm. in the past, with the Ayatollah Khomeini, uh, prohibited any other country to, uh, to buy oil from Iran. That in the end ended up having a very special relationship with Russia. Uh, but at the same time, now China doesn't care. So this was the deal, though, the historic deal that they broke last year. Um, in, I think it was March 2023, in an historic deal. Saudi-Arabia this 
Now, let's not forget that Saudi Arabia tra traditionally has quite good relations with China, but not this close uh, since recent times. And now they have joined the BRICS. So. Ethiopia, another pair mired in a dispute over the flow of the Nile River. With the latest yeah, Egypt also is very strategic for the Suez Channel and everything that goes with it. Brazil, Russia, India and China later added South Africa in 2010. The group's main objective has been to boost economic cooperation and trade among member countries. But many have called the bloc the biggest geopolitical rival to the G7, a group of advanced economies. The addition of traditionally strong Western allies like Egypt, Saudi Arabia and the UAE have boosted those claims. Last year, Brazil's president, Lula da Silva, called on BRICS nations to create a common of currency. Of course, somebody uh, the US uh, said the right thing, that basically nobody looked happy at the meeting we saw before, but this is not a happy meeting. It was probably forced to some extent by China, which is really strong these days and is capable of brokering such deals, something that in the past was an exclusivity of people like Henry Kissinger or uh, America in general. So um, while all this uh, is going on, uh, the weakness uh, that, of course, Biden is showing on the international stage becomes more and more evident. Uh, when uh, the, 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 the whole confrontation started because also of the recent crisis on the 7th of October, let's not forget that China sent to the Middle East a number of uh, warships. China has entered the growing tensions in the Middle East, deploying a significant naval presence as a deterrent against American forces. However, officials in the security system and experts in the civilian sector are unanimous that China will not intervene in any case. They will not intervene, no problem. Of Defense made an official announcement on Sunday, revealing that they are dispatching six warships to patrol the Middle East. This decision is seen as a direct response to the United States' significant military buildup near Israel. Currently, Chinese warships are actively patrolling the Persian Gulf, and just last week they engaged in a joint military exercise with Omani armed forces. Both security officials and civilian experts are in complete agreement that Chinese military intervention, whether it's through their navy or other means, is highly unlikely even in the event of a northern expansion of the conflict involving not just Hezbollah but also other components of the radical Shiite axis, which includes Iran. This assessment is based on several facts. The first is that there are two Chinese naval task forces currently in the region. One in the Indian Ocean, south of Iran. And in the end, China didn't do anything apart from continuing their adventures around the various seas without any problems because the Houthi terrorists, between brackets, terrorist mess, that are, have been in the past connected with Iran, uh, it's, it's, listen, Iran used to give weapons to the Houthis, okay? This group mm -hmm. that is sabotaging the ships that pass through the, through the Red Sea. Uh, at one point, uh, at one point, China broke a public deal uh, of peace, uh, uh, getting basically stopping Iran from giving weapons to the Houthis. And one thinks, wow. China is a good country, it's participating to world peace. Yeah. Well, 
listen, what happened later on was that we find out that China instead uh, sold the weapons themselves after. I mean, they simply uh, stopped Iran from selling the weapons to then uh, start selling them themselves. So uh, China... They are pretty sneaky, absolutely. And this is what uh, the uh, Sun uh, US says about uh, China and their plans uh, in the Middle East uh, in the hotspot of World War III. Here we have uh, the article. And uh, it's, uh, it's always difficult here to get it to this. I have to... Sorry, yes, I will get Christine now to read it. I will move it to another more readable browser. Okay. Here we are. Here we are, and then see what they are saying about it. How she, because this is, of course, Xi Jinping, happily with all his Middle Eastern allies, quest yeah. for power. How Xi is casting weak Britain aside to make China the kingmaker in World War III, Flashpoint, Middle East, and seek world domination. China is threatening the new West and facing regional order promised by US-led deal in the Middle East. Here, Christine, President Xi Jinping is casting a, a weak Britain aside to make China the kingmaker in the Middle East as the despot vies for world domination, a security expert has warned. For years, Xi has been shoring up support for China in the Middle East in a bid to cast Beijing in a leading role in the region's politics, a part previously reserved for the U.S. and U.K. in the West. Chinese president... Here's a Chinese we have, I think, more here from this article. And now, Brock Senior, a senior research fellow at the UK-based think tank Henry Jackson Society, has warned China's power in the region has only increased since the Israel-Hamas war and the Red Sea attacks on commercial vessels by the Aram-backed Houthi rebels. Mr. Senior, founder of the geopolitical risk assessment and consultancy firm Strategic Allegenta, Intelligenta told the Sun that China's aim in the region is to wield even more power and to destroy the UK and the US's influence in the Middle East. He said by casting Britain and the US aside in the war-torn region, China will be crowned the kingmaker in the Middle East. The region is a source of much of the oil Beijing needs and a nexus in Xi's huge infrastructure building project to connect markets around the world to extend the nation's influence. Beijing shares similar interests to Tehran when it comes to ensuring the long-term faltering of UK and US influence in the Middle East, Mr. Senior said, ahead of the launch of his Henry Jackson Society report on Thursday. China has used its economic purchasing power and diplomacy to secure its geopolitical interests in the region. The fact that Arab and Muslim ministers chose Beijing as their first destination to meet all five 
permanent members of the United Nations Security Council last November demonstrated the centrality that China has acquired in the ongoing Middle East crisis, Mr. Siener added. Mr. Siener said in order to halt China in its tracks, the UK and US must must become signatories of the 2020 US brokered at Abraham Accords. So this, uh, and then it says the Abraham Accords is a peace pact uh, signed by the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco with Israel, and uh, they were quite successful. Uh, uh, we are going back basically to the Trump era, though. Uh, it says here with Israel war ongoing, the Abraham Accords remain frozen, waiting for new diplomatic efforts to revive their potential. It's like, uh, of course, China in the meantime. Uh, it says at the same time the new western-facing regional order promised by the accords is under threat from the growing influence of China. China uh, it's really growing strong in the Middle East, um, and uh, this uh, it's uh, because we have a weak president, a weak president who is basically a clown. Let's go and see. Uh, back for no, first of all, let's see when he arrived in LA. Because we had him for three days here in, uh, in California. We had him in California for three days trying to uh, rail people uh, that uh, give him money. And uh, the arrival in LA was uh, like this. But then after, I want to show you a scene that is even more pathetic with Nancy Pelosi. Somebody, it's a miracle that he makes it alive out of the like, <laughs> thinking that it's this side. The con is the first one. there making sure it doesn't fall down the stairs. Chasing him down if it was. Watch, watch, watch. That literally behind him to, to make sure that he doesn't. Uh, but the moment that is also very symbolic, I think, is the meeting with Nancy Pelosi and in this journey around counties and, of course, the most important cities here in California to gather money for his campaign. It was also the encounter with Nancy Pelosi, who hold hands with Biden. Yes, in the airport. It's like happy hour here. <laughs> <laughs> Completely corrupt by China because that's how California is.
He made it. <laughs> he made it with Nancy. Yeah. When Nancy is actually holding your hand and try to make sure that you don't screw then up, you know you have then you know that you have sincerely some big problems. And this is the White House propaganda show after he went back into the White House. And there was news waiting for him. The only thing I need to learn how to write is needs breaks. He was, well, you finally got it. Come on, wake up. So in, oh, thanks. <laughs> I have a teacher. More demented than Joe Biden uh, and Nancy Pelosi, there is Jill Biden, who apparently is, uh, is the one who, who is forcing Joe to, uh, present himself again for this uh, second uh, match. Yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, counted in your high school's sense, yeah, consensuses. Thank you. The guy who is ruined basically our immigration system, he has sabotaged yeah, with me, you and have, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, there course, are ladies and gentlemen, camaraderie. Few leaders as committed to bipartisan collaboration than Joe Biden. President Joe Biden knows how to work across the aisle and across every level of government to make progress. Globally and domestically, he has a bold vision for our future. I was going to foot him. Uh, foot, foot. And he has the strength, and I see it every day, and the skill, and the courage, and the determination. I, I know uh, you just heard. Did Jill already speak, my wife? And where, where is my Secretary of Agriculture? Is he here? Well, he's going to be here tomorrow. Tom Vilsack is going to be here tomorrow. What do you think, huh? Yeah. What the heck? Commander-in-Chief, oh. No. That's Robbie no. speaking to the G7 folks, so some of the heads of the European Union and uh, NATO today. We're all here for one reason, to fix the problems. That's a fact. And we're just getting started. It's just the beginning. We took the beginning. And as we're building the, the uh, Blotnick Bridge. <laughs> we cut the deficit by doing all this by one trillion dollars so far. That's I've signed legislation going to cut the federal deficit by another one trillion dollars over the next decade. Nearly 15 million new jobs created, a record. Wow. I mean, this whole thing they're saying about our economy being fine and Joe being so successful. I mean, does anybody believe that? We can't even go out to eat. We can't. I mean, everything is just so expensive here, and it's expensive everywhere. I'm sure. It's um, crazy. We're just getting started. For example, we capped insulin for seniors and Medicare thirty-five dollars a month. And some plans may offer it free. So for everybody that was getting ripped off and paying tremendous prices, senior citizens. And Seema, I want to thank you because you brought this to my attention uh, a long time ago, and you worked very hard in 
this day, and the press won't even cover it. This is really the moment, you know, that you really understand the guy so screwed up uh, that the guy has weak in the press leaves. For some, it's elderly abuse. I mean, this constant situation with, uh, with Joe well, Biden. He asked for it also. So, welcome to the Leo Zagami <laughs> show. So I want too to mean. Yeah, he's so. mean. He's mean a lot. He's old and mean. Oh, yeah. That's the problem with Joe Biden. Uh, okay, I'm gonna put the GoFundMe. The GoFundMe. Oh, oh yes, yeah, uh, We want to thank the sponsors, of course, because that's is important. We thank I them. I try. Yaroslava Krokmarova, Krokmarova, mm -hmm. Louis Daly, and Margarita Minta, and Bruce Kodish. Thank you very much. And for everybody that bought the book, thank you very much. Thanks very much. <laughs> Well, thank you so much because you are permitting also the possibility for us to carry on with this show. Of course, uh, it's two years from the beginning of this war. I explain you why, uh, actually, before it even started, I explain you why this was not a short war and it's going to last. I mean, this book came out in early February 2022 and the whole unfolding of what came next was predicted and more. So it's a great book, Volume 7, to understand certain things. At the same time, Volume 9 uh, explains you really who is behind this uh, war in Ukraine and the Ukrainian identity that was artificially created. But also all these lies that are circulating about Ukrainian victory, it's completely fake. Uh, there's no victory whatsoever in sight. And, uh, and it's important that people understand that the Russian invasion is a failure. Even PBS, so the public you know, uh, broadcasting service, uh, um, said that basically, with one of their experts from the Carnegie the Institution, the, they actually had to admit that the war is not being won, but uh, all the propaganda since this morning it was like being in the twilight zone. Uh, Ukraine is winning, Ukraine is winning. The reality, at least, yes, had the courage to broadcast this. Nearly 10 years ago, with the conflict at a frozen and brutal stalemate, Nick Schifrin now takes stock of what's been gained and all that's been lost. In two years, countless wives, now widows, sons, now orphans. Okay, so you have this introduction, and then you have the expert, and the expert starts talking about the situation. 300,000 soldiers are determined, but exhausted, outmanned, <laughs> but exhausted, and an increasingly outgunned. And it is the outgunned, but then it's the expert that really confirms that the situation is really bad. This uh, guy here. Cold position. That is very clear. Ukraine has a deficit in terms of artillery ammunition. Part of that is because it depends on Western support for munitions, and it has a deficit of manpower. It needs to replenish the force, particularly the infantry component of the force. Now, 
while it's true that Russia is materially advantaged in this war, that much is clear. If we look at manpower, particularly if we look at artillery, to a lesser extent equipment, that advantage at this stage is not decisive either. The battle for Avdiivka, which was a five-month grinding fight, tells us about the challenges both militaries face. Ukraine was forced to retreat after fighting a defensive battle, but it inflicted very high costs on the Russian military. It cost the Russian military almost an entire army's worth of equipment, and equipment remains a limiting factor for them. Right? So that being said, this year is clearly looking like a year during which Ukraine is going to focus most likely much more on holding, defending. So why is this happening? Because until now, I mean, with everything being blocked at the Congress by the Republicans, now the only possibility they have is to maintain position. They can't advance anymore. They wasted all their weapons on the so-called unproductive counteroffensive. And in the end, uh, now they don't have any more weapons. So the little they have, they have to use to defend their positions. Uh, Russia is not necessarily advancing, but uh, it is in certain areas, which, of course, uh, they claim uh, as part of Donbass, of the Russian ethnically prevalent regions. Uh, however, what you have heard in the media today on the two-year anniversary is a bunch of lies. I mean, at one point, uh, this guy, uh, Zelensky, is saying basically that uh, they are winning. And, and, and people in the media are echoing in echo chambers of demented activism the fact that the war is won, no matter if Russia is actually winning on the ground at the moment. But this is a lie. So even if PBS, the left wing, because it is a public service, but it's made out of leptards, is given the possibility to this guy to say that the war is not being won. Trying to rebuild and reconstitute the force and maybe creating challenges for the Russian armed forces with expanded strike campaigns. Rebecca Heinrichs, do you agree with that assessment? Uh, and do you think the U.S. needs to go further than it This, of course, uh, is another uh, person that is there and gives their own account. But I think that it's important for people to understand that the war at the moment, uh, after two years, is not being won by the West in any way, so shape. far. In we have to be honest. Apart from the propagandists, the people, there is uh, the reality of the war and the war is being lost. Enough artillery uh, to send them. And at that point, by us, giving weapons. And, uh, fortunately, the US has stopped. Fortunately, the US has stopped. And Donald J. Trump will have to intervene from day one to uh, bring a peace deal the table and that they will not have enough manpower and quote ukraine has already lost okay first of all i just have to disagree on the facts the united states has plenty of artillery just doesn't have the money and the artillery production both in the united states and the european union is increasing significantly we will be in a much better position by 2025 than we are now second russia's fires advantage right now is about five to one it's not a decisive fires advantage given the main constraints the force has third when it comes to manpower there's a lot more to military analysis than basic algebra. It's much more about how you use the forces you have and your ability to convert your resources into combat-capable and effective formations. Russia has a lot more people on paper. That is true. But the Russian forces in Ukraine... There's only 300,000 forces left to the Ukrainians. I mean, that's what they have. Uh, they had uh, probably 
uh, half a million dying uh, more, uh, but now they have 300,000 left. Uh, that's it. So it's not really a situation in which they can win. And, and, and China lets this war uh, go on uh, in exchange, of course, for a strong collaboration with the Russia, which has made out of Russia a country more and more dependent on the Belt Road Initiative, on China since the beginning of this war. Because uh, when we put another 500 or whatever sanctions on Russia, we are putting them really on a lot of companies here in America that are dealing with business with Russia and that will no longer have the possibility to make money. So these impositions... Uh, in, in a situation in which basically we have this Sino-Russian New World Order versus the rest of the New World Order, which is, of course, generated prevalently in Davos, in the World Economic Forum, like I explain in my books. So that's where Klaus Schwab gives his marching orders, but there is also, of course, the other the summit, World Government Summit, which also saw the participation of like Carson, which is also a Klaus Schwab creation, like also the organization of U4 uh, Leaders, which is also another Schwab organization. These organizations are all part, of course, of this number of, uh, they are the more known think tanks, uh, groups uh, of influence uh, that are transversal, but they are really demonstrating a very strict alliance at the moment within uh, what is NATO, uh, an alliance that, of course, uh, is now uh, uh, trying to fight in any way what's happening with, uh, with Russia and China, which are expanding more and more. And the Middle East is a place in which this situation is happening faster and faster. There is things that are really very weird that are taking place at the moment in the Middle East. Like, for example, Saudi Arabia has just... Uh, purchased a port in Egypt, giving them access to the Mediterranean. This is news uh, the last few days that shows that basically Saudi Arabia, which is now the new ally of China also, is making a deal with Egypt, which is also allied with Russia and China increasingly. And they announced a 35 billion deal with the United Arab Emirates to buy a premium Mediterranean area, uh, Abu Dhabi will pay Cairo for Ras El Kim'a, which uh, basically is uh, uh, within the next two months. So it's a deal that's been closing. Uh, it's now just a payment with the funds and marked to alleviate Egypt's economic crisis. So Egypt is starting to sell. So now Saudi Arabia is buying entire pieces of land. With and then it becomes the property of Saudi Arabia? Of course. You and, can just do that? Well, uh, they are two Arab countries, Muslim countries uh, that are very close with each other. Uh, they, they they need money. Egypt needs money. It's in a very difficult uh, situation and they don't care. America doesn't want to purchase it. And so the, the, the Saudis are buying it. And, to get, and probably the next ones to buy more ports uh, uh, in these countries, uh, like Egypt, will be maybe also China. China has done this already with other ports, but this is happening instead with Saudi Arabia and Egypt. Um, access to the Mediterranean. So 
see access to the Mediterranean uh, and a strategic partnership with the, even the Houthis that bomb anything that passes through the Red Sea that is not Chinese and Russia means that these people then can bring it to the Mediterranean exclusively everything and other companies will not be able to do anything. So it's like uh, increasing depending on the Sino Russian New World Order, which I have discussed since volume seven, because I think that people don't understand the importance and relevance of what I was trying to explain here. There is, of course, uh, two factions, but in the end, there is only one faction that counts, and is the one that is going to develop ultimately the. Uh, the, the artificial intelligence and take over the show. All this propaganda that we see at the moment is because they want to stop Donald J. Trump from arriving to the White House because the next four years are critical for the development of the most groundbreaking invention in human history and the development of it in the next four years will uh, categorize the future of mankind, leading possibly to the monstrosity of the transhumanist era if it is in the hands, in the wrong hands of the demon Kratz. Uh, hopefully, with Trump, we will arrive to a series of regulations that will make it less dangerous. And if you remember, during the interview with uh, Vladimir Putin, that was one of his things. Uh, talking about regulating the AI was one of his priorities and he wasn't absolutely wrong. Um, so the, 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 the AI is developing. We had the Google AI that basically it's uh, creating a lot of problems because with this uh, project they have talked about, uh, I don't know if you had, saw on the internet, um, the, 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 the Google Gemini uh, issue yeah. about the creation of uh, all these uh, uh, images, historic images that uh, not that really not, accurate yeah. because the AI apparently because the people who created that AI like uh, it's basically showing here uh, just like. Uh, there has been denouncing, you know, the reality of things is very different. For example, Alexei Navalny used to be a Nazi, used to hate black people and used to incite uh, all kinds of anti-Semitic behavior. And then he becomes the hero now of all the woke people. Suddenly is compared to Jesus Navalny. Uh, here we have the instigator instead of the AI, uh, one of the main AI platforms out of Google, which uh, in a way, is suspending the Gemini image generating feature because it's a completely woke situation in which these images generated are absolutely inaccurate. Now, without uh, being able to show them to you immediately, but I'm sure that you will see them around the place. Uh, and this is part of Google because Google, um, it's... Uh, is fighting white privilege. That's what they're doing. So they transform suddenly uh, historically. It's also Nazi soldiers and black soldiers and all kinds of inaccuracies that uh, here Google apologizes after New Germany AI refuses to show picture achievements of white people. 
grazie santa so it, it is uh, absolutely Shakira. absurd absolutely absurd yes, it, yeah, this is uh, the crazy world that we are living in today I can't imagine this so so the white people can't and, and this guy is behind the door that guy you saw behind the door and now we can go and see this uh, this guy is a message uh, let me see if we can find it before uh, let's see. here nice echo here that's that's a guy i've just seen the lip card let's see if we can show once again the uh, terrible uh, things that this guy was uh, writing at some point filled with <coughs> systemic race racism it's a, this, it's this, this kind of situation is really uh, disturbing because it shows that these people are racist against themselves and against everybody else who is white. This is what he was writing. Uh, what privileges... Uh, and I don't want to repeat the phrase because it is uh, F-ing real. Uh, do your party recognizing blasts through levels of uh, this is the guy who has made the AI of Google racist because he is a racist, they reflect the creator. So, the programmer reflects the robot. So, the, the AI, the AI reflects the programmer. If the AI is a woke person, they will program it in a way that it reacts following their woke ideals. That's not good, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and then you have uh, uh, things like Microsoft posting that white employees are paid uh, less than the minorities. This is another company. You have Google and you have uh, uh, Microsoft boasting that they less the white people and the minorities. You get paid less? Yes. The white people get paid less? Yes. It's racist. That's so stupid. But this is, uh, definitely encourage people to become racist in a way that is pathetic. Well, I mean, it's just stupid. It's It's going backwards. It's just, everything's going backwards. It's satanic, upside down and backwards. If you see yourself going backwards, it's satanic. It is. It is definitely. There's a lot of satanic stuff going on, and they themselves admitted that you know. I mean, when you transform uh, political characters and a whole uh, history of a you race, you can't do that. Oh. Basically, they have declared war on black people, uh, white people. Well, they can't. Uh, war on white people stupid. seems to be the new trend of. Uh, but well, all I'm these things. Remember that all these things start from the World Economic Forum, from Davos, then they get pushed outwards in Silicon Valley. They get idiots. embraced. Just, it's their ideas. It's not the Americans or all of us. It's just a bunch of really evil people that try to dictate what we're going to do. Uh, by the way, now a New York elementary school is handing out Black Lives Matter coloring books, uh, transgender affirming. This is another important... Well, uh, I went to the New York City school system. 
<laughs> and now it's been, uh, you see, Black Lives Matter published a booklet for transgender oh, affirmation. Oh so, I was born in the 70s. The principal, principles in the book are described as empathy, loving engagement, and all these things that, I mean, it's just like they are creating, and then, of course, uh, uh, from the importance of black women, families, elders, and LGBT folk. They are everybody's important, equally important. I mean, this diversity of black people that is being uh, encouraged more and more. Uh, I know that there has been some injustice in the in the in the past, but we are living in 2024, and we kind of went back to the dark ages of racism thanks to these people. Fundamentally, the KKK was always uh, a democratic creation. Joe Biden used to hang out with the, the great wizard of the KKK. So it's a uh, total deception, this whole thing. And then uh, you have, uh, uh, you know, if you go and ask the AI, is Zelensky probably Nazi? The AI in the hands of these people, ChatGPT, will probably reply uh, that Zelensky is not a Nazi. While well, instead, Putin is a Nazi. When we have really historic evidence, they say everything it. backwards. Everything like um, like they'll attack you, but everything they say is just the opposite of what you are. I noticed that also in personal attacks, people will say things about you that are completely wrong and not you at all. And that's really very, very evil. <laughs> Former Google employee says he was told he couldn't be promoted because he was white. So, I mean, this is really kind of clashes with America and what America stands for. I mean, the fact that an employee said was said that he couldn't be promoted for the because he was a white man this kind of crazy racist stuff uh, shouldn't have any place in our society and instead uh, we are uh, in front of a society which is uh, increasingly divided but if you of course listen to Karine Jean-Pierre uh, well Joe Biden is a great hero Joe Biden is perfect uh, uh, Joe Biden is extraordinary. Joe Biden uh, is unifying rather than divisive as a figure, which is completely wrong. They say everything opposite. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, completely, it's completely the opposite. Uh, so this was the entrance instead of Donald J. Trump at the CPAC. Check this out. Rio American. Rio American. And of course, a great discussion speech by uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, who also uh, talked about a variety of interesting topics, all relevant for today. And I think that uh, he was very sharp, really very sharp today at CPAC. He uh, 
really lecture the audience on a number of topics. Uh, I mean, CPAC is uh, an audience filled with experts, uh, people from the conservative world, from, from all over the world. We had a following uh, after we had the Milley, also before, I don't remember, after Milley, the guy with the, oh, the yeah, side. Uh, <laughs> Argentinian, Argentinian, oh. Italian. <laughs> then you had. The, the other guy from I think it was uh, no, Ecuador the other day. I mean, there has been also uh, interventions uh, from pe people from all over the world that go to this uh, CPAC. But definitely, then uh, the the star of it all uh, was Donald uh, J. Trump. So he went from there to South Carolina as a star, while Nikki Haley is just being a pest. <laughs> Complete pest, complete pest, and uh, but uh, let's see what's gonna happen next because, of course, uh, now we are seeing uh, that the, the White House is weaker and weaker, and for that reason, uh, we, sh we should rejoice, but at the same time, we have to be very careful. What is Nancy Pelosi planning behind the scenes? Uh, who knows? We know also that Do you think she's still doing stuff. Of course, uh, I mean, why? Why is she still this? Uh, this discussion they hold uh, was uh, eventually has to be taken as a very important discussion because they were talking and going together on, on an helicopter, places where people can't hear to what they're saying. Before that, they have the opportunity, even uh, if they do a brief uh, travel from here to there. To discuss matters uh, and uh, who knows what Nancy Pelosi is really conspiring. I believe that we need to be aware that they have, of course, uh, um, they have used all the judicial system to their advantage. Uh, they broke with every previous American tradition and persecuting the president for political reasons. And uh, these people will not stop for anything. So uh, the, the, the Joe Biden uh, is not really Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a tool, a tool of a group of people who ultimately, like Trump has said today, is controlled by by Barack Obama. Oh, China. Barack Obama. Uh, by Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's what uh, Trump said. Actually, that was, China too, though. But China, of course, <laughs> is the guy. Is, is the one with the money, the one that makes the business, uh, and Obama goes along with it. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, Obama is possibly behind the scene. We don't know when uh, Joe Biden will eventually fall from this race, uh, leave this race. Uh, but it's highly possible. Uh, we had also uh, Steve Bannon today, who, uh, I mean, Steve Bannon uh, even took aim at Sean Hannity, which was quite interesting. We discussed Sean Hannity in the past when we were discussing uh, the, the, the CIA control journalist, though Trump had good words for Sean Hannity, so he kind of like wanted to almost uh, 
defend Sean Hannity. Uh, Bannon said that uh, uh, Trumpism, that basically the MAGA brand, will rule for 50 years in America and uh, under a variety yeah. of names. Uh, regarding instead the vice president choice, and this is, of course, the last topic that we want to discuss, but it has to be clear for everybody that I think Trump hoped for maybe either DeSantis or Kennedy. He is running me. Probably, but they both refused. They both refused. DeSantis refused in the last 24 hours. He categorically said he will not be Trump's vice president, though he dropped out of the race because he understood at least that Trump was too, too powerful. Uh, but that's uh, and then you have the Robert F. Kennedy. This is what uh, Robert F. Kennedy said. Uh, you have now 86% of the people in this country who are saying, saying that President Biden shouldn't run. You have 80% who are saying they do not want a matchup of you know the, the lesser of two evils. They want somebody who is going to inspire them, who's going to offer a new path. And not getting that from the two men who've already been present. You know, the, the reason that this problem is happening is because of the last two administrations. Uh, we need to change what's happening in this country. And if you vote for the, if you make the same voting choice, you're going to get the same thing. We need to the war in Gaza. If, when sorry, you if Trump is going to, if President Trump is going to offer you to be in his ticket, would you accept? No, not at all. One on the war in Gaza. Right. Thank Mr. you, everyone. One on the war in Gaza, possibly. Yeah. So absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. Uh, Too bad you can't be. Well, uh, yeah. I'm not yet American. Hopefully soon. Can you be a, a vice president in your? Um... I, I don't know about that because you see the, the power think... falls on the vice president first, and then on the speaker of the house. This is. Uh, can be a governor. You can be a governor, yes. So uh, going back to the vice president pick for Donald J. Trump, the Vivek Ramaswamy card is definitely growing. It seems like there is also discussions with Tulsi Gabbard. There is the possibility. Uh, but uh, having... Tulsi, uh, yeah, that's, that's a possibility. Let's see what happens, but Trump is definitely winning. I don't understand why other people, even within the alternative community media, uh, even bothered with other candidates. We all knew that uh, as good as they were, they were always second to Donald J. Trump. Now, I think that uh, Tutsi could be definitely a good uh, choice, but uh, I also think that at the moment, at the moment, Nikki Haley has completely ruined her political career with no possibility because simply she is a tool of the military industrial complex. Uh, she's there to act as a pain in the ass, paid by Soros and uh, Soros surrogates to be a Democrat surrogate, like uh, even, uh, even Newsom said. So, Vivek might be the young, fresh uh, guy who 
And then we have uh, the, 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 all the, the cases, the cases that, you know, of course, against Trump, that they're tra still trying to, to stop and the money that they want from him now, an extraordinary amount of money for something that was never this kind of crime. Didn't see anybody actually hurt or anything financially. Everybody got their money, so it's no crime. It was a really. perfect company. I mean, it was it's, perfect. It's crazy. <laughs> And then uh, the, the, the Fanny Willis uh, regarding instead uh, the Fulton County, Georgia situation. She has uh, her affair. And now that the actual evidence is coming out of the phone records, uh, this is evidence that she lied to the judge. Ooh, you know, Fanny nice. Willis. Uh, She's going to get in big, big trouble. So Fanny Willis is probably uh, having some big problems. Um, regarding uh, Trump, Trump has uh, made some statement regarding the, the, the black community saying that black voters like him more because now he's a badass, basically. Uh, after his mugshot and stuff. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> Trump is very honest, at least, but it's true that in a sort of hip-hop black community, the badass, uh, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog likes it, uh, 50 like Cent you. likes it. Yeah. Well, the badass <laughs> is not a wimp, so... so it I was seems... arrested too, I guess I'm a badass. <laughs> so... Trump say black voters like him more because of his indictments. Whatever, who cares? In an era in which now the wife of the mafiosi become the fashion icons, in which Joe Biden goes in front of the White House staff and says that the secret of the, his good marriage is sex when he's 81, what do you think of Joe Biden say the key to his marriage is good sex? And, oh, then, I know. and then Jill got upset. Oh, I know. Eh? I really don't Rambo, that. Rambo, what do you think about it? <laughs> okay, I'm ready guys. for the dance. We're ready uh, for the dance. We're ready, 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 ready for so, the dance. Baby, you're rude. China is uh, hacking America and taking over the Middle East. Uh, hopefully, with Trump, we are still in time to stop China. <laughs> You're going on the couch. Back on the couch. Back, back on the couch. Back yeah. on the couch. He doesn't let me dance. He's good. Yes. He, yeah. he just wants to be like that. That's it. Rambo for vice president or somebody, huh? Yeah. You can have your social teas and bingo for your fun. But the things I like to do...
support that you're showing us with the sponsors is the only way we have to more to move forward also for next month so we encourage you to help us through gofundme through cash app you can find the cash app link at leozagami.com thank you so much from leo and christy have a Bye, great everyone. week